Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, the show where America is the star and the American people. To search for the Our American Stories podcasts, go to the iHeartRadio app, to Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our next story comes to us from a veteran of the U.S. Army. He served with the 82nd Airborne Division in both Iraq and Afghanistan. Here's Fernando Arroyo. I remember it was 1991, and I was five or six years old, I was sitting in uh, my kindergarten class when the school principal walked in and Ms. Ponce, my Bandini Elementary School kindergarten teacher, she said, okay, kids, stop playing, sit in front of the class. And then the principal stood up in front of us and he said, you know, you can be whatever you want when you grow up. And all the kids are like, wow, that's cool. And I've always been quiet. I kind of just looked at the kids like, why are you so amazed at this? But whatever. And then the class got quiet and I look up and everyone's looking at me and the school principal is looking at me and I thought I was in trouble. And then he looks at me and he kind of, he put his hands on his lap and he bent down and he says, what's your name? I said, my name's Fernando. He said, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said, I want to be a police officer, a soldier and a pastor. And he's like, he made a face like, well, that's weird. And he said, why do you want to be a soldier and a police officer? I said, because I want to shoot guns and fight bad guys. 
He's like, okay, why do you want to be a pastor? I said, because I believe in Jesus Christ. So at a young age of about five years old, I remember watching Desert Storm on TV and the coolest thing for me wasn't the, the stealth bombers or all the cool missiles and all the images of explosions. It was the guys on the ground. Those were the real heroes. Those were the guys that I thought, man, like I'm watching G.I. Joe cartoons and stuff, but like they're the real deal. They're charging towards the gunfire. They're putting their life on the line. Well, as time went on, 10 years later, I'm a senior at Bell Gardens High School. It's September 11, 2001. I was late for class, and I remember walking into my first period Spanish class, which, you know, Spanish was my first language. I just wanted an easy... I didn't even get an A. I got like a B. That was terrible. But then when that class was over, the bell rang, and now I had to go to my government class, second period government. And when I walked in, all the students, you know, the bell had rang. They should have been, the class should have been empty for the next class. They were all still there. And the teacher had his TV out and everyone's glued to the television. I looked at the screen and I could see smoke coming out of one of the towers. And then I saw uh, another airplane hit the second tower and this big ball of fire. And one girl shouted, who would do this? And some kids were crying. And then I heard on the news, America is under attack. Then I watched live on TV as people were jumping out of windows to their death because they would rather commit suicide than burn alive. And I felt this deep pain inside me where something has to be done and it's gonna be me. So on September 29, 2001, I was enlisted in the army. I remember going to the recruiter and he said, what do you wanna do in my army? And I said, I want to be a paratrooper. He said, do you know what that is? I'm like, yeah, you know, you jump out of planes and shoot guns. And he's, he says, dude, it's not nice. You're going to be jumping at night in full combat gear. You're going to be the first ones in combat. You're going to get shot at. You're going to be out in the rain, in the snow, in the mud. It's going to be dirty. Like, you don't want to do that. I said, no, nah, that's what I want to do. He said, look, we have this contract right now because the army needs cooks. So we can pay you $20,000 to be a cook in the army. Sign up bonus of 20,000. I said, no, I don't wanna be a cook. I wanna be an airborne paratrooper. And he's like, all right, but don't come back to me later and say that I didn't try to warn you or talk you out of it or that I, I lied to you. And then at one point he says, look, have you ever been on an airplane? And I grew up poor, I never traveled. I said, no, I've never been on an airplane. He's like, and you're going to volunteer to parachute out of a perfectly good aircraft into battle. I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. All right. He pulled out the piece of paper. He says, this is the contract, Airborne Infantry, Fort Bragg, North Carolina. I graduated in June of 2002. And then in August 21st, 2002, I was on an airplane for the first time in my life, on an airplane, on my way to Fort Benning, Georgia, and I remember when that airplane took off, man, like I had never experienced that before. First time flying, I'm 18 years old and there's, uh, you know, the plane's shaking and I'm like, whoa, whoa, what's going on, man? Like, is this normal? And, and then once we were in the sky, I looked out the window. I thought, oh, I'm an idiot. The recruiter was right. I should have never volunteered for this. This is dumb. He tried, he was being honest. He actually tried to save me. And I remember on that airplane next to me, this guy could tell that I was nervous and he says, what's wrong? I said, I've never been on an airplane before and I'm on my way to train a parachute out of airplanes in the army. And he asked me, are you a Christian? I said, yeah, I'm a Christian. He says, did you pray about this? I said, yeah. Do you believe that this is God's calling for you? I said, yes. He's like, then you're gonna be fine. And I felt peace. But all that peace ended when, you know, after checking in and getting my uniforms and equipment, it was time to meet the drill sergeants. And these three drill sergeants, they their mission was to train me to shoot, move, communicate, and kill. We trained as a team. It was brutal physical training. I remember being a skinny kid, you know, never having left the state of California. And now I'm surrounded by people from every state, from all walks of life, and we're in this together. 
And that created a brotherhood. It created a bond. We had to rely on each other, watch each other's backs. We went through the suffering together and suffering builds brotherhood. It, it, it builds a team. You have to suffer together. And that's exactly what infantry school does. You suffer together, train together, and then you're taught. You're only as strong as your weakest link. So all those things were instilled in me. And you've been listening to Fernando Arroyo's story. He discovers 9-11 in his government class. He's a high school senior and immediately knows what he wants to do. Jump out of airplanes. When we come back, more of Fernando Arroyo's story here on Our American Stories. Here at Our American Stories, we bring you inspiring stories of history, sports, business, faith, and love. Stories from a great and beautiful country that need to be told. But we can't do it without you. Our stories are free to listen to, but they're not free to make. If you love our stories in America like we do, please go to OurAmericanStories.com and click the donate button. Give a little, give a lot. Help us keep the great American stories coming. That's OurAmericanStories.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. And we continue with our American stories and Fernando Arroyo's story, his book, The Shadow of Death, From My Battles in Fallujah, The Battle for My Soul is available wherever you get your books. Let's pick up where we last left off. I graduated from infantry school, and then it was time for me to go to airborne school, and it's just down the road. Somehow we made it to the the hangar on the airstrip, and the airplanes are waiting for us, and we 
put on our gear, we get inspected, and once everyone's inspected, all right, stand up, and we load it up on this uh, C-130 aircraft, and we're packed in there like sardines. And then when the doors closed, the thought came, I am not going to be in this airplane when it lands. And then the command, 10 minutes. And then command by command to stand up, hook up, check equipment, sound off for equipment check. The doors open, the side doors on both sides of the C-130. The air just hits us. The plane is shaky. I look out the door, I can see tiny little houses and trees. I'm like, oh no, this is, oh, this is gonna be terrible. Then I hear, stand by, like, oh no, okay, the first jumper's ready. I'm like jumper number 10, and I'm just, I don't even wanna look at this guy that's about to jump. I'm looking at the boots of the guy in front of me as the wind is making his pants move side to side, you know, violently. And then I hear green light go. And then one by one, everyone's jumping out of the airplane. And I'm walking forward with my static line, just following the boots of the guy in front of me. And then I watch him just disappear into this door, like out into the sky, get sucked out of this airplane. And I'm next. I, I just hand off my static line. I make a right face turn and I just run out this door, just thrust myself out of this plane. I feel the 130 knot winds just smack me and I'm flying in this. And I could see the airplane passing me as I'm jumping out. And I count 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000. And then I feel a tug and it's my parachute opening. Oh, thank God, man. It, it was, I felt, um, a sense of relief, you know, like that was the, the, the fear of wondering whether my parachute was going to open or not. That was the, the scary part. But I did that five times and, th and that included nighttime jumps and I made it into the airborne. Then uh, after a short ceremony of getting my airborne wings pinned on my chest, I loaded on a bus with my gear and I went to Fort Bragg, North Carolina. At Fort Bragg, North Carolina is the home of the Airborne and Special Operations Forces. You have the 82nd Airborne, you have the Army Green Berets, and you have the Army's Special Missions Unit, a counterterrorism unit there, very elite, the most elite unit in the world. I was with the 82nd Airborne, and I remember arriving at my battalion, and I'm the new guy. I had to prove myself. I, I just had to be on, on my best. And weird enough, I actually, I was offered a, a position for a very privileged position for a platoon to be in a reconnaissance team that night. Um, the scout platoon, it's the battalion reconnaissance platoon. And all these guys go to ranger school, they're snipers, they, they have the best training. And you know, they're the strongest and fastest. That's the, you know, they're the best. We were trained to be ghosts. We wore ghillie suits, we dressed like trees. We were invisible, that was our job, to go ahead of the 1200 man battalion in teams as small as two, two to six man teams, and be unseen, undetected, and gather intelligence about the enemy to give to the battalion commander so that he could plan his attacks. That's what, that's what I was trained to do. A few months later, it was time for my first combat deployment. And my first deployment was to Fallujah, Iraq, after the invasion of Iraq in, uh, it was August of 2003. And we landed in the Baghdad International Airport. We did some missions in the Baghdad International Airport, hunting some of Saddam Hussein's captains and Ba'ath Party Saddam loyalists. But then we were giving orders that we were gonna go into the city that would later become known as the most dangerous city in the world, Fallujah. I remember my first combat mission. It was in Fallujah, it was at nighttime. And our mission was, was called a movement to contact mission which basically means search and destroy. And I'm sitting in back of a cargo Humvee and I'm looking towards the city at nighttime with night vision. And I could see these glowing green and red tracer rounds coming up from the city. The insurgents were in the city shooting their, their AK-47s and machine guns in the air. And they were challenging us to a fight. We had a military intelligence team intercepting their radios and cell phones. And they were saying that when the Americans come in the city tonight, we're gonna kill them and you know, bring it on, they're cowards and all this stuff. And I remember Captain Kirkpatrick, he said, tell them, hold on, we're gonna be right there. And the chaplain said a prayer, Chaplain Knight. He said, all right, men, gather around. Now, Chaplain Knight, 
former Army Delta, uh, the special missions unit that I said, you know, the most elite unit in the world. And he felt a calling to be a chaplain. So he, he left the unit to be a chaplain and he was our chaplain. A Texas guy, big, bald, white guy, just muscular. He was just, everybody feared him. <laughs> and uh, he says, let's pray, man. And he says, Lord, protect us against these savages as we go into combat and guide our bullets that they may hit them and take them to the depths of hell in your name. Amen. Like, okay. So then we, we get on this dirt road. All of a sudden, all the bullets stop flying. We knew, okay, we're being watched. They know we're coming. So we go into the city and we're driving up and down the streets looking for a fight and there's no one. It's like these guys like cockroaches when the lights turn on, they just disappeared. And we're driving up and down the city. I have my night vision on. I could see every, you know, my, my infrared laser and everybody's infrared lasers were aiming at windows and watching rooftops and like, where are these guys? And then I caught a glimpse of a guy in an alley with a cell phone hiding behind, behind a dumpster in the alley. And he's on his cell phone. And then that's when I heard over the radio, we're being watched, it's coming. And then I heard two explosions. Boom, boom. And I felt the blast wave in my chest and I saw two RPGs glowing red. They flew over my head, like five feet over my head. These rockets were meant for me and my friends. And then it was just an eruption of gunfire. And now you see these green and red trace around, these bullets whizzing past me. And I could hear the sonic boom of the explosions as the bullets are flying by me. And it was like an out-of-body experience. I just did what I was trained to do. The training kicked in. I'm shooting at, at a muzzle flash from AKs. I'm shooting at windows. We're taking fire from a two-story house. I mean, there's machine guns going off and we're driving out of there trying to get out of what's called the kill zone. And then I hear McGuire yell and he says, there's a guy running as he's reloading his grenade launcher. He says, there's a guy running and I see this guy running and I aim right for his chest. I put my infrared laser on his chest, tracking him. And I must have shot him five times and I watched my bullets enter and exit his body and he fell into the swamp and disappeared. And then I heard click, I'm changing mags, I reload, I come back up to shoot, cease fire, cease fire, it was over. This was so fast. There was something bothering me and I was thinking like, what bothered me? And I remember shooting that guy and I thought, well, you know, I mean, if he hadn't shot at me, I wouldn't have shot him. So it wasn't bothering me that, you know, I killed a guy. I killed a human being. What scared me rather, I think it was, it scared me was how easy it was for me to do it. Uh, it kind of made me wonder who I am. You know, just kind of like the thoughts of, of, of who I am, what kind of person am I? You know, I'm 19 years old, fresh out of this small city, grew up in Bell Garden, sleeping on the living, living room floor. This is my first time leaving the country I'm learning who I am, and I'm learning things about myself I didn't know. And you're listening to Fernando Arroyo tell his story. And what a story it is. From high school, watching 9-11 and the towers fall, to joining, well, joining the 82nd Airborne. And within months, finds himself in Fallujah. Indeed, one of the most dangerous places in the world, and in battle. And he has his first kill. And now he's got to live with himself. And he's wondering what kind of a man he is and what kind of a man he'll become as more of this comes his way. When we come back, more of Fernando Arroyo's story here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. And we return to Our American Stories. We last learned about U.S. Army paratrooper Fernando Arroyo, the 19-year-old Bell Gardens, California native, having to shoot an Iraqi insurgent while out on his first mission. Let's return to Fernando. That deployment, I would get in several more gunfights, and I would experience several IEDs and um, near-death encounters and see the horrors of war. I made it through that deployment. I came back from Fallujah, and I got home for the two-week vacation, and I'm sitting in my living room watching TV, and it was garbage day, and behind my house uh, was an alley, and there's a dumpster in the alley, and I'm sitting with my mom and my brother. I don't, I don't think my dad was there. You know, we're just enjoying family time together watching TV. So the, the garbage truck picks the dumpster up, and then it shakes it once it gets up top, right, to get all the trash out. Well, when it shook, it was like an explosion, right? Boom, boom, boom. I yelled, incoming, get down. And I dove to my living room floor and I said, get down, get down. And my family's looking at me and I, I started laughing. I said, oh, my bad. Yeah, I'm back. No, no problems. Ha ha ha. It's funny. And I got up, sat down and my mom's crying. She's like, mijo, are you okay? I said, yeah, mom, I'm okay. I'm okay. Two weeks pass. I'm back in North Carolina and I'm doing training and it was between Iraq and Afghanistan for, for me during those, uh, that time that I went to Army Ranger School. So first, before you go to that hell, you got to go to pre-hell, which is pre-Ranger. Out of the 50 guys that went, 15 of us made it. Then I went to Ranger School, the big leagues. And I made it past the first phase. I passed the land navigation part. Uh, I made it past the uh, Darby phase, the first phase. Then I went to the mountain phase of Ranger School in Dahlonega, Georgia. And I failed Dahlonega, Georgia. So I was a recycle. So I had to wait a week for the next class. 
And during that week, we eat three meals a day, but we're so hungry because we've been eating only one meal a day for so long that three meals a day is not enough. So at night, we would sneak out and go dumpster diving. And we'd eat out of dumpsters. And man, like you, you, you can find some good stuff in those dumpsters, especially the one behind the chow hall. It's like, wow, they're throwing out perfectly good cake. So I finally, I redid the mountain phase. Then I went to Florida for the jungle phase. I passed. And yeah, all right. I earned my ranger tab. I felt so good. And then I got hit with a letter saying that I've been stop loss. The army said, anyone getting out after June of 06 is not getting out of the army. You are hereby stop loss. Stop loss. The army cannot afford to lose you. We need enough soldiers to be combat effective. So you're going to Iraq for a year. I told this to my, my girlfriend who thought, you know, I was going to get out and we were going to be together. And she was upset just as I was. But then she said, you know what? I can't wait for you. I can't do this. And she broke my heart. So by this point, I started off my, my, my army service, praying to God, going to church. And I hadn't done that in, in a while. Like I just, God wasn't on, on the top of my list of things uh, of, of people I wanted to talk to or have a relationship with. And I remember I had no one else to be angry at, but God, I just blamed God. Like, this is your fault. If God is in control of all things, then, then you're the one that's keeping me in the army. You're the reason my girlfriend just dumped me. You know, I was just mad. And I remember going to war and thinking I'm going to die. So that one-year deployment was to Beji, Iraq, and it turned into a 15-month deployment. And I lost a lot of friends. I remember my buddies, uh, Miller and Gerard, one night they went out on a counter-IED mission. Um, we were living at an oil refinery for days at a time and carrying out missions from the Beji oil refinery, missions to conduct counter-IED missions, kill or capture missions where we would go into people's houses at night. You know, these bad guys, we use cell phones and other intelligence means of finding bad guys and snatching them out of their beds at night, which was really fun. And uh, yeah, going into a house at night and they're like, there you are. There's the guy. We have a picture of him. This is his name. He's making bombs. And there he is sound asleep. And I just zip tie him slowly, turn him around on his stomach, zip tie his hands behind his back. And then I would shake them, wake up. And they'd wake up and, oh no, America's here. Like, hey, we got you, you know? So that was fun. War is fun until somebody gets hurt. And that night, Miller and Gerard were blown up. Before we went out on missions, we always said, I love you, stay safe. Because you just never knew what was gonna happen. And I had told them that that night, before they went out, I said, I love you, stay safe. And now they were being loaded on a helicopter and I didn't know if they were gonna live because they lost so much blood. Miller did end up flatlining, but the medics brought him back. Um, Gerard, he, he was fine, so they both survived, but I didn't know this, right? Like I didn't know, they got on the helicopter and left and that was it. And I was filled with rage and anger. And again, I blamed God. That deployment, I lost several friends. We even had a, a Chechen sniper hunting us and he was getting headshots. We were hunting bad guys, but they were hunting us. 15 months in combat, I come back. About a month and a half later, I'm a college student at Cerritos Community College. My body was here, my mind was in Iraq. I couldn't go anywhere without a gun. Going shopping at the mall was hell. I would plan my visits. What do I need? I need pants and shirts. Cool. I'm going to, like, I had a map of the mall. This is where the store is. I'm going to come in this way, park here. I'm going to go in this door, make a right. I'm going to pick two pairs of pants, two shorts, and I got to get out of there. I remember being in, like, the dressing room, you know, trying on clothes and sweating because I'm just like, I'm taking too long. Like if the enemy's going to find me here and like, you know, I need to hurry up and get out of there. That's like my, I don't know. It was weird, you know, about three years after I got out, it got at its all time worse. I finished my bachelor's degree at UC Irvine in criminology, hoping that I would be in law enforcement. No law enforcement agency hired me. 
I applied for several government jobs. All of them rejected me. The only job I would get was working at a wholesale, uh, a warehouse. I don't know if I should say their name, but I'm a shopping cart collector. That's what I was doing. I had combat experience, leadership skills, army ranger school under my belt, a bachelor's degree from one of the top universities in the country, and I'm collecting shopping carts. In the army, I had a mission. I had a brotherhood. I lost that. I was going to church, but I was like sitting in the back of church with a hangover. I had no purpose. I felt like I failed at life. I thought, you know what? I'm 26 years old at the time, 26, 27. I lived a good life. 22 veterans commit suicide every day and that's the statistic. I was about to become one of them. And you're listening to Fernando Arroyo share his darkest days with you, with all of us. He comes back from Iraq. He's in junior college and even a trip to a mall. Well, he can't do it like the rest of us can. He's left Iraq, but Iraq, it hasn't left him. He finishes at Cal Irvine, but can't get that job as a cop. Ends up collecting shopping carts. He's lost his mission. He's a man without a purpose. And 22 vets commit suicide every day. And he's thinking, well, he just might be the next. When we come back, more of the story of Fernando Arroyo's service and his life after service here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. 
So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. And we continue with Our American Stories and with Fernando Arroyo's story. After years of combat experience in the U.S. Army, graduating from both Ranger School and the University of California, Irvine, with a criminology degree, Fernando Arroyo failed to get a job with a police agency or with the federal government. Instead, he was collecting shopping carts at a local grocery store. Let's return to Fernando's story. One day... I just had a miserable day. You know, I'm collecting shopping carts in the sun. Like, what am I doing? I remember going home and just going to my studio apartment and I was just drinking and drinking. Close the blinds, I'm in the dark. I passed out and I had another nightmare. By this point, I was so afraid. I didn't want to sleep because the nightmares were so real. I wake up and like just soaked in sweat with a gun in my hand. I went to the fridge, I grabbed the beer. And then I closed my eyes as tears are rolling down my cheeks. My hands are shaking and I hear the click. I took the safety off. And I remember in my mind with a pistol in my, my mouth, I said, God, if you're there, save me. And there was no response. And when I put my thumb on the trigger and I slowly started to squeeze, I heard a boom. And I opened my eyes and I dropped the gun and I checked my head. There's no hole. There's no blood. I looked around. There's no blood. In my studio, I had a desk to the right of my couch. And on that desk was my Bible. That Bible just flew off and hit the floor. And that's the explosion I heard. The bang that I heard. And I remember I just fell on my knees and I said, I need help. I need help. I pray to God. I said, I need help. I'm tired of living like this. And then the next day, my buddy, Luis, I knew him from high school. He also served in the army. And now he's working for the VA and his job was to get veterans connected to help. And he kept calling me like months ago, like every, yeah, he was just, he was starting to piss me off. He was bothering me. Like, why do you keep calling me? He's like, dude, you need to go to the VA. You need to talk to a psychologist. I said, no, I don't. No, I don't. He's like, look, man, I know what you did. You're not right. Like, I know you're not. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, I, I didn't share this with anyone. Like, I didn't tell anyone I was having nightmares. I didn't, you know, not even at church. I didn't tell anyone about this. So finally, he's like, he calls me, he says, come on, I want to, I'll pick you up. I'll buy you breakfast. I said, you know what? You had me at breakfast. So, so next thing I know, I'm at a, a mental health clinic in East LA and they give me a packet to fill out. I'm going to talk to a clinical social worker named Bob. So I, I felt, you know, this, this, this sheet, this questionnaire, it's like, have you been a combat? Have you shot anyone? Did any of your friends die? You know, all these questions. And I lied. No, 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 no. Are you having nightmares? Nope. Do you drink alcohol? Yeah. About how many drinks do you have? Just a couple on the weekend. So I submit this packet and then out comes Bob with the packet. And he's like, Fernando, hi, I'm Bob. Like, come on, let's go to my office. Like, okay. And he says, well, look, according to your answers, you don't need us. You're good. I said, great. Can I leave? He's like, no, no, no. This is the thing I don't understand, Fernando. And he pulls out my military records and he says, you went to Iraq twice, Afghanistan once. You were a paratrooper, airborne infantry. You graduated Army, Army Ranger School. You earned the, the combat infantryman's badge, which means you are engaged in combat with the enemy. Your military history does not match your answers. Bottom line, I think you're full of it. He said, Fernando, I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you. He said, I remember he said, even if you've committed murder, 
What you say stays between us. I'm here to help you. And he's looking at me and it's just this awkward silence. He can tell that the hamster was running in my brain. Like, what do I do? Do I leave or do I stay? And I looked at him and I said, what do you want to know? And then he said, how many times did you go to war? I said, three times. Did you ever shoot anyone? Yes. Were you ever shot at? Yes. Were any of your friends killed? Yes. Are you having nightmares? Yes. About how many hours of sleep do you get each night? Two to three. Do you drink alcohol? Yes. How many drinks did you have Friday night? About 36. Who were you with? Alone. How many drinks did you have Saturday? The same. Who were you with? Alone. He said, you need help. And I broke down. For the next year, I met with Bob every week. And I would just share everything I was struggling with. And he gave me perspective. I was holding myself to the, uh, the American standard, I call it, where what I did in war was horrible. And what I saw was horrible. But it was a necessary evil. What I believe we did as American troops in Iraq and Afghanistan is keep terrorists out of our country. We fought them out of here so that everyone here would be safe. We kept America free of another 9-11 for over 20 some years. That's what we've done. But when I came here, I was applying the moral standards of this country and living here to what I did in war. And I thought that if I shared what I did in combat, people would think that I am an animal. People would reject me. My church would reject me. So I didn't share with anyone, but it turned out that was a lie. It was a lie. And as I started to share with, with Bob, then I started to share with others. And I found how accepted I was and how I'm not the only one who's suffering. So I thought, okay, this law enforcement thing didn't work. God, you know what I'm going through. You know my, what I'm, how I'm suffering. Heal me, Lord, help me to heal. And he did. He got me a, you know, into a nice church community. And well, at my church, the pastor, he kept getting sick and I had a cover for him. It was a small church, like 50 people. And everyone just, you know, they looked at me to cover, to start preaching. I'm like, I'm going to preach. Like what? So I would preach. And uh, I mean, it was more complicated than that. But I thought, you know what? Maybe I should go to seminary. The, the, the trauma I went through and the care that I received. Now I wanted to turn around and offer that care to others. So I went to seminary at Biola University for, um, to earn my master in divinity in pastoral care and counseling. And I found a veteran community there and we would talk and, 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 you know, just, we bonded as vets and shared our struggles. And I found myself with veterans, helping veterans. And I felt like that was my calling. When I graduated from seminary, my buddy was working at the Orange County Rescue Mission. And he said, hey, we need a veterans case manager, which is a pastoral counselor for veterans coming out of homelessness. So I was doing that for a few years. And then recently I started working at Step Forward Academy where I work with veterans at the Step Forward Academy. And I say, look, you're a veteran, you have a job, but let's get you a career. Maybe the job you have, you're working it and you're, you know, it's a nine to five, it pays the bills, but you can be doing something that pays you even more and is more in line with your skills and abilities. And that's awesome to be able to help veterans better their lives, to find their calling and their career and to provide for their families. That's what I do now. I'm also involved at Mariner's Church in the city of Tustin and I've met veterans there and I lead two men's groups. I'm really big on community. I'm really big on mentorship and coaching and that's what I do now. I got out of the army. I kind of had an idea of what I wanted to do, but of course God had a plan and his plan superseded mine. And he brought me to my lowest point, the lowest point in my life, and he saved me so that now he can use me to save others. And that's what I do.
And a great job on the storytelling and production by Greg Engler. And a special thanks to Fernando Arroyo, whose book, The Shadow of Death, From My Battles in Fallujah to the Battle for My Soul, it's available wherever you get your books. And what a scene he set in that room, afraid to sleep, and the nightmares were so real. A large, loud sound that he thought was the gun going off, but it was a Bible dropping on the floor. In comes an angel, and that's a buddy of his who kept telling him he needed help. And then another angel, that man in the intake center, who told Fernando he was full of it. In the end, this began a new life. As Fernando put it, God saved me so I could save others. The story of Fernando Arroyo, here on Our American Stories. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.